excited. Can I say we're back again, even though I said last episode? Oh, we're back again. We're we're back back again. again. Ah! <laughs> we don't drop it all in one day, so it's all good. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I know. This is a special one, though. Yes, sir. <sighs> Pressure. Don't pick. Don't pick a terrible song, Mike. I know, right? Give us something good. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I like that. Episode forty of the Monkey Missed This Podcast. I am Mike Summers. I'm Jeff McHenry. Stu Cornelius. Damn. We got Yes and Ryan on the <laughs> Skype and a very, very special guest. Chaucer Bar. Yes, sir. I shake that money, make it. Don't let that money make it. Oh, shake your money, make it. Don't let that money make it. I shake that money, make it. I shake that money, make it. Don't let that money make it. You know I accommodate you. Can I accommodate you? I make you come, I hate you. I know you're home lately. I turn your curl at. Sun just makes you feel so good. Homecoming. Homecoming, sir. Oh, that's a great feeling song. I know I'm wrong, baby. That pheromone fragrance. Can't miss no car payments. I kiss her earlobe. Like what you doing, like The fucking alligator. I can't. Did he drop a video for every song on this album? He did. Feels. I don't know. I've seen like five. Face a lot. (laughs) I've definitely seen four or five at this point. Word. I saw the I saw the BET Hip Hop Awards performance. That joint was crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah that joint. Oh, was you crazy. gotta drop that in chat, Playboy. Yeah, I got need you, that man. thing. Yeah, yeah. I need you. that. Need that. Need that. All right. All right. All right. All right. So we have, as Mike mentioned, we have a very, very, very special guest. And so, just to give y'all context, man, we there was a spot that uh, dropped in our group chat, the Marketing and Misfits uh, group chat. And it was from Beats by Dre, and the spot was called You Love Me. And if you all aren't familiar, that's a spot that's directed by Melina Matsukis with music by Solange Knowles, Scott Naomi Osaka, Lil Baby, Bubba Wallace. And so we were talking about the campaign. It just dropped. And I was like, well, I know the man behind the campaign. Like, we should bring him in. Let's have him talk about it and kind of give us a little bit of background. So... Chaucer Barnes Humble is, in the build- is in the building. <laughs> is in the building with us today. In the hey, building, big time, big time, building. big time. Um, let's 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 to the spot real quick. Yes, sir. You love me. You love me not. You love black culture, but do you love me? You love how I sound. My voice, these beats, this flow, not me though, right? You love how I look, my hair, this skin, but me, nah. We don't get to exist, we're forced to survive. We still fight, we still play while the world burns, on fields that ain't even level. All men are created equal. <laughs> That's my favorite part. You hate us so deeply, but you're still so impressed. Why can't you see? There's history in our skin. You built this country on our backs. I'm him. He's me. She. Us. We. Are all black. Black. Love me, 
or not, we love each other deeply. We gonna be us. We gonna break bread. We gonna defy gravity. You love my culture, but do you love me? What a world that would be. Love it, love it, love it, love it. Uh, um, man, it gave me chills again, bro. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I'm, I'm working on um a, a pretty kind of impactful campaign right now, and I, I shared this with um some some people who are working on that, and somebody respond, somebody from that agency responded. Um, yeah, yeah, we love it. We're calling it the the ad of our time, of our generation. I think they said, "Whoa, <laughs> yes, wow. I was like, that's oh, gotta feel good, brother." That, that was a that I mean, was a. <laughs> That was from a different agency, <laughs> right? <laughs> a competitor. Yeah, yeah. wow. It, it, it feels good. I. It does beg the question of how old they are, though. No, they got it. They got it. Yeah, yeah. yeah they got so it. the out of their generation is still. Uh, I mean, I mean, it, 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 it dropped twelve hours ago. Nah, so I mean, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like the the Friday uh, review in the Spotify. Um, uh, mm-hmm. album yeah, that just yeah, dropped. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, just choice a classic, yo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> one, one, one song in. One song in. <laughs> I don't need to hear that else. <laughs> yeah, yeah man. Like so many pings I got on this ad at work. Like I'm at Spotify. Like I got literally like ten pings from across yeah. the company, from music team, everybody else. So like, kudos to y'all. It's a great job. Yeah, yeah same, so. same here. Um, I work at iHeart, and um, you know we're in the middle of working on a Black History Month um, uh, campaign initiative for January, February, and um, I said, you know, before you guys move forward you should take a look at this spot that just dropped um and i definitely got a lot of comments um a lot of rethinking and just going back to the drawing board because i think the heart of what black history month should be was missing so kudos Mm -hmm. to you guys for you know creating that type of um impactful you know heartfelt message it's amazing and by the way i'm wearing beats (laughs) (laughs) there you go Oh, Ryan wearing bows. <laughs> <laughs> That's NFL. We ain't get there yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm wearing skull candies. I mean, <laughs> listen, it's um, it's it's obviously a it's a privilege to get those kind of kudos, but honestly, it's more exciting to hear that everybody's competing. Like, if that's the new bar. If everybody's trying to beat that bar, then we in a better place than we were a week and a half ago. Yeah, that's exactly what came to mind when when I heard what yes said. Like, you're giving people in the space a reason to pause and reflect on what the aspiration is like what is the ideal state because if we're talking about what this spot accomplishes it's an honest and authentic conversation about the black condition in america 100 percent. and to your point if we're if steel's going to sh- sharpen steel then i'm happy that this is the jumping off point yep that's exactly right and, and i thought the insight was so simple but the execution was great um but we we told you our opinions. Let us know um, how did it come about. Tell tell us uh, tell us through as, as an agency how how did this come about, and then transition that to the brief. Yeah. So, listen. The origin story of of this spot has a lot to do with where Beats found itself at the top of this year. You know, forget wipe COVID off the map, wipe a racial awakening off the map. Where the brand was was in a place where for five years, six years, they had been losing a hold on. Who they were for. 
And, you know, we all, we often talk about it at the shop is like, you think you got an F stop issue? You really got a focus issue? Yes, sir. Right. Mm-hmm. For, for the photographers that listen to the pod, yeah. you know exactly yeah. what the hell my you man's talking about. <laughs> you know the vibe. It's like, you know, you try to, you try to make the top of the tent so wide that everybody will fit in it. Yep. And then you lose the, you lose the, the fact that if you make something for everybody, you made it for nobody. Yep. Um, these gems. You know, this, this, Gem. That's a gem. I, I can't let that slide. That's so good. Yeah, th- this is a brand that meant a lot to a lot of people, and it had lost its way. It lost its way in part because it had gotten acquired. I was going to say, how much do you think that that played into the loss of identity, right? Because, because, and I give you the reason why I'm thinking about this. Supreme just got bought by VF Brands, yep, right? right? So when you think of, like, they're pretty much in the same spot that Beats was pre-acquisition, right? So how do you hold on to that, your identity? So where, like, you, when you look in the mirror, you still recognize yourself. It's a really hard thing, and it's especially hard when, like Beats, you had uh, autocrats at the top. For sure. Right? So Jimmy, Omar, mm-hmm. Dre, mm-hmm. for those, this is a marketing podcast. I feel like I can talk. Yeah, 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 yeah no, they, they know, got we it. Know, we know. <laughs> uh, you know, these are, these are highly opinionated, highly, they have a high Alphas. amount of yeah, yeah. operational command, the whole thing. And then so when that goes away, for whatever reason that goes away, and anything has to change hands, uh, you know, you're going to get a little bit of kind of distortion. Right. Mm. Because it's not a single voice. It's not a single mind. It's not a single gaze that's on anything. And, um, you know, that's to be expected. But to their credit, two years prior, they had seen sales plateau and they started to do the reverse lookup because it's easy, real easy, in fact, to be like, oh, sales are wrong. Something's wrong with distribution. Oh, the sales are off. Something's wrong with the marketing. Something's mm-hmm. wrong with the. And problem. they actually went on the, you know, they did the actual self pat down. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, let me, what is really going on? And the single signal they found was query volume. Nobody was searching for the brand. And that query volume started to taper off three years before the sales tapered off. Hmm. And again, to their credit, they realized, you know, we don't have anything that anybody's curious about. We don't have anything that anybody's trying to figure out there's not enough complexity in the brand there's not enough specificity in the brand and that was where the business climate was Mm -hmm. so everybody's already searching around for like what how do we get back to when we were great yep what does that look like uh and then you know mod brianna george the creative renaissance that was you know the first I think black response to COVID and being and being locked in the house, all of that just conspired to make us as we were trying to plan how this brand really resets itself. You know, it's, it was very difficult to withstand the urge to just go out and make more protest work. Mm-hmm. Right. Not like it's just the cameras on protesting, but like protest work, something is centered in opposition to something. And it was really, you know, credit where it's due. It was Melina and Lena who were the first people who were around the campfire who said, stop centering on anything external. What about the beauty of just laying down your baby hairs and getting them right? What about dot, 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 dot? A lot of, a lot of which, you know, the fingerprints are still in the film today. And um, once we started to think about that, we got a little bit more time to calm down. We started to think about what the brand could be. And it was like, oh, people don't need more gas to go out and 
you name it. Like whatever people are doing outside of that. <laughs> right, right, yeah, right, yeah. right, right. What people need um, and need from us specifically, you know, here's a brand that should be about people being heard. So, so, so it was I, I wanna, interesting. Oh, go ahead, Mike. Uh, I want to go deeper on that piece um, because there, there's, there's some aspect of where, whether we lean into it or not, there's some aspect that we have to consider fatigue um, around the conversation for sure that that's happening. Yeah, did that play into the conversation at all in terms of like when either when this needs to drop, how it needs to drop, what how it needs to be built, um, how it needs to be built for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got your bomb ready. You got, you, you got your finger on the trigger. Right, I'm on it. You know, uh, we always strive to read the eternities, not the times. Wow. One, one more time for people that. <laughs> How you going to call for the bomb, wow. bro? <laughs> Bring that in. This is my bomb moment. So, wow. <laughs> Mike, you got the bomb right? You got it ready? Ready. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, write that down. you know, it was is 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 how do you make something that's timeless? How do you make something that's gonna outlive its own media spin? It's not about the height of relevance, the height of catching a trend that's happening right now. It's like if I look back in two years, what's gonna be momentous? Uh that was always that was always the setup. I think that certainly played into what we made. How it came to be, and I'm so grateful to hear the way y'all talk about you know, the way you discovered it. We we write on the wall in my shop for the group chat, not the trades. Yep. For the group chat, yes, not sir. the trades. And I had everything to do with the way that we released it, who was involved, how it was windowed. You know, it wound up doing, you know, they, they contrasted our work against Cokes that day, I think in Ad Age, something like that. Mm-hmm. They were like, this is the miss of the week, this is the hit of the week. And somebody mentioned me, and they were like, I didn't even see it until I got to Ad Age, and it was a day late, and there's this, that, and the other. And it's like, yo, this shit ain't. For you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it was in like eight of my group chats. By the time I got up, it was yeah. like, yo, this is, right. you got to look at this. I know you're marketing. I don't know if you got it yet. And it was, it was all over my Twitter well, timeline. It was crazy. Well, when I sent the email, I sent it to all my coworkers and the agency on it. And, mm-hmm. I, and I figured the agency already sent it and I could get to the email like a day later. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I figured you guys have already seen it. <laughs> I'm sharing it to, right. to, to right. everyone. Cause you need to watch it again. Is that yeah. good? Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We, we, we really put the screws to that rollout. I woke up to another ag- agency that we had RFP that did not win business sent it to me and Amanda, actually, uh, Mike sent it to us and was like, what do you think? And I was like, I don't know what the interaction is, but I, we, you know, we shared our thoughts. But what's interesting to me is that, you know, Beats usually takes a tone of leveraging sports as a way in. So I thought it was refreshing to see them take a completely left direction in terms of like talking to the community in a very different way. Cause I thought like beats would always just like fall on leveraging sports athletes and all those things and telling that narrative versus really leaning into culture. So like, I really appreciated the, you know, the one eighty that they took on this one. It was relatable across the board. It was, it was relatable. It's like the gospel music. You remember being in church. You remember someone in your family, if you didn't have hair, someone getting their hair braided in the house, all of it felt like, like, like glimpses in into the black condition. Yep. And it was, was telling was, a story. Yep. That was the ambition. It was like, how can you center that? When I read the first treatment that they sent, all I could hear was uh for us by us playing mm-hmm. this song <laughs> for us by us. Mm-hmm. I'm listening I'm I'm reading it, I'm hearing that, I'm feeling that way. And then you know by the time you get to the copy, the copy is actually really tricky because mm-hmm. you're playing with like we's and they's and you's yeah. and, and yeah. whatnot. And then it, you know, <laughs> yeah. instantly you 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 become like Oh man, well, how do I remain centered? 
but at the same time, not feel like I'm turning a blind eye to, and that's extra difficult when Naomi Saka is in frame. Right. It's extra difficult when when Bubba's in frame, et cetera. Um, So, yeah, you know, the, the copywriting exercise on top of everything was, I think, trickier than the conviction of, we're going to center on the black experience and we're going to be completely unapologetic. We're going to ring every single nostalgia bell. Yeah. Baby hairs and all. All of that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to force the conversation. And by the way, forcing the conversation. So right now, even think about right now, right? Like group chats, not the mm-hmm. trades start. So, quote unquote online. I wouldn't even say online. Well, I would well, say well, well, hold, start with the authors. Before you get into that, because yeah. that's actually my next question. I want to get into the rollout plan because um, I haven't seen it on TV yet. Um, and, and, and I, I just want to know what, what, what does that rollout plan look like? Yeah. So what we're looking to do is garner all the advocacy that we need. And we start that with the people that is for and the people is from. Mm-hmm. So you'll notice, you know, LeBron has this moment, but LeBron wasn't like the lead horse, right? Mm-hmm. The people that is the kid doing the flip is Toby and Wigway who did the voiceover. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's all of these people who have their fingerprints both on a piece of film as well as on the topics being visited in the film, they get that first window. They generate excitement, advocacy, so on and so forth, so on and so forth. And then by now it's gotten to whatever, ad age, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's they a two-minute film. They late. You take it down to 30 seconds. <laughs> Even ad now, age is just for marketers. No, a thousand percent. Yeah. So it's like if you start if you start targeting the group chat mm-hmm. and then you accept that it will rise up to where the press hit it and all of that, I mean, we were windowing the release of that before Fasco even went. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And Fasco had an exclusive on mm-hmm. it. Shout out to the Fasco writer who knew to pull Pino from, uh, he made this reference to, uh, Pino from, from, uh, do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, brother, I was like, yeah, like yeah, the yeah. MAGA brother so like, yeah. and do the right thing. Yeah. Who's like, yeah, Michael Jordan's not really black. He's Michael Jordan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But it's really that spot is not about Pino. It's not about that guy. It's not for that guy at all. To the extent that it's about anybody other than black youth, it's for his brother. Do you remember his brother from the film? His brother was like the down white dude who was also Sal's son. Right. The other one. The other side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was cool. It's really for him. Because when you by the time you get to the point where Mookie's throwing a trash can through the window, you recognize like Pino was Always going to be that. Yeah. The person who could have changed something was the other brother. Yeah. Yeah. And this is about the other brother. Yeah. Anyway, so we start there. By the time we get to a 30, where we want to take the 30, as long as the advocacy is behind us now for weeks. Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to Thanksgiving Day. Yeah. Football. Where else would I go? Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Because now I got to put it dead center. Right, mm-hmm. like now we've galvanized the, the the crowd around it. That's brilliant. And then, quote unquote, our folk are surrounding it. So now I get to put it in the middle. Mm-hmm. Now it's and like, now we oh, the and now, now we watching we watching the reaction in the room, like yeah, because we've been on it just like we always are. We're always on the pulse of culture, like y'all just pulling up. Yeah, that's, so that's so smart. football's football's a perfect backdrop for that. Obviously, is black bodies getting broken right. for entertainment purposes mm-hmm. and they kneel and you don't mm-hmm. want to fucking like the whole thing. And then on top of that, you got Thanksgiving, you've got, you know, what would generally be a really segregated moment. Yes. Generally speaking, who knows what it'll be in a world where people don't travel. Yeah. Um, as much. We'll see. So but yeah. So did the conversation of downside come up? I mean, it's 
what do you mean by downside? Um, backlash. Alienation, mm-hmm. downside. Backlash is in downside. Well, backlash is not backlash. I mean, I mean, in terms of the business, I mean, in terms of, uh, of alienation of someone who who no longer wants to buy the product because they saw that. Ad. No, no. Okay. What what we would hope <laughs> is that that person. It's kind of like Nike. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I'm, what we would hope with that person <laughs> would be loud enough that they would become an avatar for who we're pushing against. You dig what I'm yeah, talking? Yeah, I got you. This <laughs> is like I, I I said in a in a smaller chat with some of the brethren. I was like, yo. This didn't work if Tucker Carlson's capillary don't burst. Like, I need the boycott. <laughs> That's the benchmark? <laughs> I need That's that. real. Um, I love that. But no, yeah. I, but talk more on the backlash not being downside, though. No, backlash isn't downside. Backlash is conversation. Mm-hmm. Boom. Uh, yep. What about that? Chuck bomb on it. Yeah, conversation, <laughs> man. So you like, didn't ask him if he had his bomb ready. He didn't have a bomb ready. He had the bomb ready. He had the bomb ready, man. No. You know, the backdrop of all of this is is we we getting further apart. Yeah. And. Nasty. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. That's, yeah, that's, that's, that's the real. That's the real job right there. Listen, how, how about this? It's like when you take when you zero out the brand. Forget that there's a brand trying to sell anything. You think about the things that are most conversation worthy. Mm-hmm. Are they the things that we all agree on? Or are they the things we disagree about? It's yeah. always the disagree. The, it's always the disagree. Yo, the dress. Think about the dress. Yep. That shit is white. Nah, it's blue. That's blue. Nah, right. it's whatever. Like that's actually what takes up the most of our time and that's how we assemble ourselves as networks that's how we it's it's that's out this is in i wear my pants backwards he wears his pants forwards whatever that's how we assemble our social identity and so you need something to make people choose sides you don't need something a tent that everybody can get under unless you got a product that for some reason nobody else can copy well what's really interesting is we don't have this conversation around brands like a patagonia who does something to to push the boundary a little bit, and, yeah. uh, and, but we do have this conversation when we're talking about black people, mm-hmm. like it's, it's um, and and brands that we're passionate about. I think that 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 portion is important. Like yeah. like like we black people like when you think about marketing, and I think we've talked about this before. Black people have a certain level of loyalty to the brands that they either grew up with or have been a part of their lives for years. Mm-hmm. Or it, discernment it, around brands that they're absolutely doing. like your mama washed your clothes as a kid with Tide. You buy Tide now. <laughs> wash your clothes. Like we've always been that group of people that when we find something or deem something to be ours or or n- not really ours, but we feel a kinship towards something, we've always been the group to ride for it until the wheels fall off. And when you, it's hard to find those brands today. You know what mm. I'm saying? Especially amongst, even if you think it's about it. It's hard to find which brands. It's, it's hard It's hard to find those brands. I feel like it's harder for brands to make that connection th- these days. Like yeah. it's harder for them to figure out what that linchpin is that allows for that level of loyalty. Uh, for me, buying Beats, it was like it's branded with a black man on it. That was enough to sell me. Yeah. But it no longer has that. It's yeah. part. It's part of the legacy That's of. Why they got to show up? This is what I'm saying. It's part of the legacy of a black man, but th- that mm-hmm. black man is now no longer really affiliated with the brand outside of the fact that it's Beats by Dre. No comment. That's true. Fair. <laughs> Keep, don't get fired. Absolutely not. But yeah, don't I mean, get fired on this show. The reason. <laughs> the reason why I bring that up is because I want to make sure we're contextualizing how hard it is to pull something like what you pulled out of this spot. This spot goes beyond the people in the room that are marketers. It's hitting people that 
that really don't even they don't really know how the sausage is made they just know they feel something when they see the ad and that is like that's what's so profound and prominent when i'm watching this i mean that's when it goes back to like when we talked about like the talk and the look right Mm -hmm. not necessarily having like a strong cta at the end of your right message right is the message so strong and resonates so deeply is that more than enough to really like sell you on the idea of whatever this product is or this brand is or this ethos is, right? Yeah. I mean, I, and I think that the, the difference here is that Beats can do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, Beats, I think Beats is in a better position than maybe P&G is to do that. For sure. In, in yeah, my I think I think it's lower hanging fruit, but I, I do, I do want to be clear. Yeah. Like, this wasn't about, you know, priming you to, to buy some headphones. Right. You prefer no. some headphones. If you do prefer some headphones, it's obviously... Is there a headphone but, shot in the ad? There's a headphone shot in the ad. There's like uh, here a there. small there's one. A pill. <laughs> I was about to say, I don't yeah, even remember it. That's but true. I don't know if I've ever seen it. It's not a product story, man. Yeah. It's a, it, it, it's what, a it is, starter. what it is is a contribution to the culture that we yeah. felt like was needed right then. And that wasn't what Beats was built on. It wasn't. I mean, a thousand you, percent, man. You, it's, how about this, man? Like Beats, everybody always talks about Beats, the heyday of Beats and mm-hmm. this, that, and the other. Yo, the heyday of Beats and the heyday of Interscope are the same thing. Mm-hmm. And it's the same guys. It's a fact. So it's like, yo, Trent Reznor, he was caught in litigation on litigation on litigation. It was so difficult to get Trent Reznor to make a record that anybody could ever make money off of. Tupac was locked in jail. This, that, the other. Like, Interscope was always about the business of, let me find the most specific voice, and I'm going to amplify it. Because my bet is that the most specific voice is actually representative of a majority hasn't shown itself yet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's all the beats was doing. Yeah. So it wasn't like they were like, yo, you know what we got to do? We got to knock down the Olympics and, and NFL <laughs> and shit. Nah, they were just being who they were. Yeah. And the same thing is true here. It's like, can you solve for the most hard to solve for user? And at this point, the most hard to solve for user is black Americans. That's that's what I was getting at. Fact. For Brent, that's what I was getting at. How do you, how do you, how do you create a cogent message that lands with a group of people that have traditionally felt disenfranchised in a way that's authentic. Like that Man, is hard. Like is that it, is, is it hard I or think, is it hard to get through? No, I think, I think it's, I think it's hard if you don't have the right people in the room. Well, that's fair. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, I, I think, I think specialize in putting the right people. Yeah. In that's, yeah. that's important, right? That's a big part of implementation and process. Man, listen, if you, if you make the invisible impossible to ignore, you, it will work every time. Is that a bomb as well? That is a bomb. <laughs> 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 it'll, uh, work, it'll work every time. I mean, it's not even. It's it's. You make the invisible impossible to ignore, meaning you take the thing that feels specific, feels like it's not universal, and you put it in the right light where everybody who sees it goes, "Oh yeah, that's gonna always work." And so that's all this was. These little moments of, of baby hairs, or the pool, or the mm-hmm. flip, or the what have you, or the kid. There was a line in it that ultimately got cut. We talking about swimming good. <laughs> it's like, you just it's a black kid coming out the water like these little moments elevated escalated to that stage that's always gonna work yeah that's what works in the in the music that we love yeah it's what works in the movies that we love it's the texture well so well, like super rant super like random i know we want to keep going deep but like in terms of like shooting, right? Like, do you mm-hmm. guys have difficulty shooting this during COVID or like, yes, was sir. there any corruption <laughs> or anything? That's like, I mean, real talk, right? That's the real challenges that I'm facing. So yeah. I'm just curious about how you guys overcame that. No, nah, man, it was, um, to the credit of the brand, it was enormously expensive. I bet. <laughs> uh, it was labor intensive. It took longer than it should have. There were, you know, shooting days that we had to collapse. There were, there were things that we couldn't do because of, 
you know, the restrictions around putting people in the same place at the same time. And mm-hmm. there were people that we had slotted for this, or the people that would have never made the top line credits, but the people that would have made it matter to the culture, the people that are still embedded, they couldn't make it there. Um, you know, it was the, COVID was a very real hurdle for us, mm-hmm. for real. Mm-hmm. To be able to jump that hurdle and land it, though, like and still land feel it. like yeah, and feel like you landed great, brother. You didn't miss you didn't miss the message. Like you were you were still able to kind of hit on the points that you wanted to, even though it was hard to get whoever, wherever mm-hmm. in that moment. It still worked. And, and this is a part where we come and we talk shit about. Oh, we will. Yeah, we'll yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. yeah. We'll if talk if about you tried good and we appreciate it, yeah, yeah, yeah right. Like, yeah. We'll, good try, good effort. Yeah, yeah. 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 We'll still talk. <laughs> that's shit. all right. That's all right. So we, that's so like we do appreciate this. Of our episodes, right? Yeah, it's, it's talking shit. Um, and and uh, I wish we could have this conversation all day. Uh, I'm going to leave us on, on just kind of one question for you. Um, so, brand marketers out there and or agencies out there, like, how do you get to this type of work? Um, in your brand to agency relationship, give us the keys. Um, well, one cheat code has already been said today, which is if you don't have the people you're programming to in the room, you're gonna fail. Absolutely, every single time. Every single one. Time. Um, you know, two is you gotta really be in position. You gotta really want this thing. And this thing doesn't come if all of the conventional means to achieve your thing are still on the table for you. You kind of got to run out of options before this becomes really the path for you. Because wow. if you could, you know, if you could get by with 10% growth, then you were never going to buy Budweiser Made in America. Right. If you could get by with, you know, kind of sitting it out a little bit and, and, you know, not leaning into what's what's weird right now, then you would never get to this type of work. Uh, it's the people who were called to who know within their own halls, whether it be employee pressure, internal pressure, which is very real, uh, whether it be external pressure, your, your fans and your, your customers want you to do something. It's those types of, you know, pockets that really kind of force the point. You can always have a visionary marketing leader, but sometimes they will fail, A, and B, that is always assisted by a business condition or climate that demands some kind of action. Um, that was bomb too mm-hmm. yeah you know like people that are doing pretty well they'll never do this yeah. they'll, never, they'll never move <laughs> and obviously like Beats is not it's not like Beats is falling off the chart anywhere but if, if the question sometimes we all need a little kick in the ass if the question mm-hmm. is how can what are the best case scenarios what are the best conditions for this type of marketing to take take place it's not somebody who's doing fairly well who only needs 10% growth next mm-hmm. year or just needs to defend the stack. It's somebody who is in either the position of I need to reverse course entirely or I need to take what is today 10%, I need to make it 150%. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, one day, Chaucer, we'll have you on here. We'll ask you who you are and what your background yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> How we'll your day's going, too. all of that. <laughs> One day we'll do that. Too. Oh, matter episode, the work man. comes first. It's <laughs> a hell of a episode. Yeah. We'll, yeah. We'll, this we'll, might we'll, be my favorite episode. I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah, man. I, I think we might. We'll be dropping this tomorrow. You might have to on nah, time. You might have real, to on time. <laughs> we don't like doing anything on time. <sighs> episode forty. I am Mike Summers. Jeff McHenry. Stu Cornelius. Yes. Yeah, y'all too. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and Ryan, and our special, special guest, Chaucer Barnes. Yeah.
we're gonna start with this two chains real quick. <laughs> Such a good job of pat myself on the back.